0: Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Are you a peacock or are you a pigeon? Are you standing out? Are you standing tall? Are you showing the world your plumage? and gaining that attention that you deserve or are you hiding in the pack? Are you scurrying around eating scraps like a pigeon in the gutter? Today, we are looking at standing out in our business. We're looking at standing proud in our business. We're looking at why we might actually be resistant to doing that, but equally why it's so important that we do. Welcome to the 11 Up Podcast with me, George Swift. The Live Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe, and never miss an episode. Are you one of those many small business owners that prefers to sit behind the scenes, that prefers to hide behind your keyboard, Or just prefers the quiet, gentler, one-to-one approach of selling, of doing business. Or maybe you prefer to do the subtle approach of a blog or maybe a subtle post on social media in order to try and gain attraction with your prospects and your clients. If you are, then I'm speaking to you right now. That is all worthy and I respect it and I totally get it. However, way too many small business owners are hiding behind their business. They're hiding behind their computer screens. They're hiding away from the masses, from the public, because a whole host of reasons, and we'll talk about those as we go through today's episode. The truth of the matter is you want to be front and center in your business. You do need to put yourself out there. You're going to have to get over yourself a little bit whether that's doing some video, whether that's just putting your image out there, whether that is just going out and networking or speaking at other people's events, whether that's doing a podcast like this, writing a book. I know so many people, and it's possibly that I'm speaking to you right now as well, they don't really want to do that. They're, They're resistant to that. They're reticent to do that. They're fearful of that. They're scared of that. Maybe they don't know how to do it, but more often than not, it's more about the fact that they don't want to do it for a whole host of reasons, and let's have a little look at why that might be the case. Fear. Fear of judgment, fear of ridicule, fear of putting your head above the parapet. This is a natural fear, by the way. It goes back to our evolutionary past. Much better to keep your head down with everybody else. The moment you stick your head up, yeah, it's really possible that you get singled out for all the right reasons, and it's possible that your leader of your tribe would say, who's that guy over there? Who's that girl over there? She, uh, She's really standing out. Bring her to my attention. It's possible that everyone around you goes, oh, wow, look at that person. Look at them standing tall and look at them out there. It's possible. More often than not, however, we tend to get singled out for all the wrong reasons, okay? And we don't necessarily reward or like people that peacock. We don't necessarily like the people that are there, you know, with all their feathers out saying, look at me, look at me. We don't necessarily warm to that kind of personality. And therefore, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. and we think, you know what, I'm just going to sit here humble and quiet in all my humility. And people will somehow smell that out and they'll seek that out and they'll be drawn for miles around and I'll get what I deserve. The truth the matter is, unfortunately, the world doesn't necessarily work like that. Being a peacock doesn't mean being a complete and utter dickhead. And this is why most of us are afraid of doing it, because we see these people out there who are really larger than life characters. And maybe we judge them and we do highlight them for all the wrong reasons. And we think, you know, look at that person, who they think they are. They're full of this, they're full of that and what have you. And because of that, of course, we're giving ourselves the very clear instruction that we should definitely not be doing that. Other reasons, we're looking at that guy or that woman and we're thinking, oh my God, they're so good at what they do. Look how good they, look how slick they are on film. Look how slick they are. Look how slim or good looking they are. How, how much charisma they have. And I can't possibly compete with that. And therefore, we hide away and we feel like somehow we're not worthy and we should just sit quietly in the gutters with the pigeons and pick up the scraps. I'm being a bit offensive there. I'm not saying that's literally what you are doing, but you understand the analogy. The truth of the matter is we need to peacock in our own way. We don't want to look at someone and think, oh, my God, look at that person, you know, look at their hair, the way they dress, their makeup, look at they speak, and then try and replicate that or emulate that. We don't want to sit there and be in so awe of that that we think we can't possibly be that, and therefore we go back to being all humble and sitting in our humility and maybe even judging them secretly for being such a bunch of gobshites and whatever, Right. But the truth is, you have a version of you that does stand out already. Let's take an actor. Let's look at James Franco. So I'm a big fan of James Franco. You may or may not be. That guy is super cocky, super confident. He owns his space in incredible ways. He's got you know the smile and the cockiness and the don't give no shits kind of vibe going on. And for me personally, I am a bit in awe of James Franco. However, I am never going to be a James Franco. I don't look like James Franco. I don't have the swag of James Franco. I'm not as cool as James Franco and I'm definitely not as good looking as James Franco. I don't think I speak as well as James Franco. I'm not going to be no damn James Franco. So I can respect him. I can admire him. But fundamentally, I'm not going to emulate him. I need to look at James Franco and think, what is it that I really respect about him? What is it I admire about him? What is it I like about him? And what's my version of that? Who am I? What's the part of me that that's resonating with that I could bring to the forefront of my own? Perhaps, loosely, the female equivalent of James Franco, maybe might be a Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jennifer Lawrence is super cool. She definitely has that no fucks given kind of vibe about her. She definitely does her But if you're a woman looking at Jennifer Lawrence, it's very possible that you're thinking, well, I'm not going to be as cocky as her. I'm not going to be as tall as her. I may never be as beautiful as her. I'm not going to be Jennifer Lawrence. And that's fine. If you admire and respect Jennifer Lawrence for the peacock that she is, You simply look for the version of that that's inside you. Don't emulate, don't copy, don't try and be her. That'd be really painful for everyone, yourself, and probably everyone else watching it happen. The same as everyone tried to watch me suddenly come out there and be, I don't know, bloody Mickey Rourke or something. Not Mickey Rourke from now, but Mickey Rourke at his coolest. You know, it's not going to play out very well. But you can definitely look for your version of that. You can cultivate your version of that. You can start to be your own person. So you don't even have to necessarily look to the outside world. You know, I might look at Tom Hardy and think, well, he's kind of, you know, plays the London character. I'm from London. He's a bigger lad. He's a strong bloke. You know, he's got that gruffness about him. He looks a bit rough and ready. And let's be honest, there's a fair bit about me that might look the same. But I am no bloody Tom Hardy, right? Do not kid yourself. I'm not going to look at Tom Hardy and come over all like, Listen up, here, Tommy. Like, I, it, I'm a gangster, mate, and because I'm a gangster, you can't trust me, and you're never gonna be like me. Oh, yeah, because you know, fundamentally, you need to do you. That's my half-hearted attempt at a Tom Hardy impression. So, whilst we may share the. Odd similarity, it would be ludicrous for me to try and suddenly become Tom Hardy. I'm not as good looking as Tom Hardy, I'm not as cool as Tom Hardy, and even my Tom Hardy's not as good as Tom Hardy. Kate Blanchett, super cool woman. Don't try and be Kate Blanchett. All these people are peacocks. They all stand out. It's the X Factor, the charisma, whatever it is that makes someone a movie star. What takes even normal movie stars and then brings them to the forefront, they become these icons. There's something about them, right? And it's not because they hide and they shy in the background. They really stand up and come forward. But here's the thing. They're not all crazy lunatics screaming and shouting looking for attention. All the people actually I've shared just there that I would say were pretty good role models, right, for peacocking. In other words, they're super cool. They're super chilled out. They're not out there all day long, you know, give me attention, give me attention, give me attention. But when they are present, they demand that attention because they are just... Them in such an incredible way, such an incredible version of themselves that we're drawn in like magnets. That's what makes someone a superstar, a megastar, really stand out. We don't need to stand out in the same way. We don't need the world's attention on us. What we need is we need to attract people. We need to stand out for our people. We need our people to see us out of the crowd. There's a book out there called The Game. Guys, you may have read it, ladies, especially if you're single, you definitely want to read it to make sure you're not being played. But the idea of The Game is about, as a man, how do you attract women? How do you fundamentally win women? Now, one part of that book, he talks about peacocking and he talks about standing out and people do it in different ways. Now, if you're quite a guy like me and growing up and when I was going through my late teens and into my 20s, I was the guy that was sitting at the table quietly, humble, thinking, please, girls, notice me. Please notice I'm a good guy. Please see me. And of course, they didn't, did they, at that age? They all end up being attracted to the peacock, right? The guy that stands out, the guy that is... You know, the one that we hate, our nemesis. If we're that quiet a guy, right? But it works, and he talks about this in the book. And I haven't read the whole book, but this one particular part, he talks about how you want to stand out, right? And actually, you don't have to stand out just by being a Johnny Depp lookalike. That will get a lot of attention for sure. You don't have to be like super cool, like Johnny Depp. You just need to be different. You just need to be seen to be different, and you need to have a different approach. And when someone speaks to you, you need to come across as different to other people. You get this. This is just good marketing. This is good branding. You know, there's five accountants and they all look the same and you come in different. You're going to get attention. Now, actually, believe it or not, it doesn't have to be always attention because you clearly look better or more professional. It could just be you're different. Uh, Loads of companies have done this incredibly well in the past. If you're an insurance company, super boring, and you want to target a female client base, what do you do? Call yourself pinkinsurance.com, and you have all your logos in pink and whatever, and it attracts women. I'm not making that one up. You may well remember the company in the advert. So we can pull our target market in and attract them by speaking specifically to our target market, but also by standing out from everyone else. Now, you may not want to just go out and target women. And you certainly might not want to be a fucking cliche and say, well, if I want to target women, I need to have a pink logo and call my company pinkaccounting.com. But fundamentally, it made them stand out. It was brave, right? Um, Other companies that have been super brave in the past, Richard Branson, one of the all-time great peacocks. I mean, think about him. If you're my kind of age, you saw him up through the, the 70s into the 80s, 90s, and obviously all the way through to now. You know, One of the great peacocks, Now, of course, he might not come across as anything particularly special now because so many big, powerful entrepreneurs in the world are also cool or maybe slightly cut from a different cloth than what we might have been used to in the past. But Richard Branson was really a trailblazer. You know, he was really almost like a pop star, if you like, that got into business. Of course, he did go into pop music, but he carried on that peacock. He carried on that charisma and he carried on that charm and that You know, that complete differentness. He took it into his banking. He took it into his cinemas. He took it into his train, his travel. He took it into his airline. He still brings that cheekiness. He still brings that, you know, non-conforming kind of vibe to things. That little bit kind of rebellious punk 1970s kind of vibe. And a bit anti-establishment, even though clearly, obviously, he is pretty establishment. But you get what I'm saying? There's loads of evidence from his past, you know, from the balloon expeditions he went on and world breaking records, the Blue Ribbon, the fastest uh, traveling across the Atlantic. You know, this guy was all about peacocking and he wasn't particularly obnoxious about it. He wasn't like a pop star. He wasn't trying to emulate a pop star, but he definitely had that kind of punk vibe from the 70s. And he went through, as I say, to the 80s and 90s and carried on a little bit of that anti-establishment thing. And he broke the mold. And if you you know, looked at his early banking when he was offering mortgages. I remember it really clearly. I looked at the small print and it, instead of, you know, sitting there being hidden just as terms and conditions on this boring flyer, at the bottom, it literally said the boring bit. And then it went into the terms and conditions. I don't think anyone had ever done that in something like banking before. And it stands out and it speaks to people. And at the time, if you remember, there was this whole, like, like, campaign for plain speak because everything was all pomp and posture and stuff. We just wanted to know what we were signing and know what we were signing up for. And there was this big push for plain speak at the same kind of time. And there he was, you know, the bottom of his mortgage advice slip, you know, trying to sell you mortgages, saying the boring bit. Innocent Smoothies did it so well. When you went to the ingredients and stuff, they would say the boring bit, or they'd say this bit. And they'd just be really fun in doing so, like almost like Not ridicule themselves, but almost shine a light on themselves for being unprofessional and quirky and different. And they did it so well. Now, so many other companies tried to emulate that and it just doesn't work. I'm a big fan, by the way, of a product now called Oatly. You may know it, right? So we're pretty much dairy free. Tracy, my partner, is vegan completely, has been for well over a year. Um, I limit my dairy intake as much as humanly possible, Um, but I do have a little bit here and there. But we do have Oatly in the house. And I am vegan in the house pretty much, apart from eight fish, right? Which I know is a completely non-vegan thing. So let's forget the vegan thing and call it dairy-free, right? I'm predominantly dairy-free at home. And this product, Oatly, and there's a barista version, which I love for the coffee machine and stuff. And I swear to God, it's delicious, it's amazing, it's an awesome product if you want to swap out normal milk, right? But the carton is just so piss takey You know, it's taking a piss out of itself, it's taking the piss out of its industry sector. It's not mocking necessarily its competition, but it really stands out as just a fun brand and something that, you know, that's completely different and all this sort of stuff. And because of it, it just stands out. The brand stands out. You remember the brand. I love the brand as much as I love the product. And we can learn from this. Don't go and copy Innocent Smoothie. This Oatly brand does share certain similarities with Innocent when it launched, but they're definitely doing it their own way. They're not just copying it. I've seen other companies that try and emulate this and it just falls flat on its face. A bit like me suddenly deciding that I need to stand out in the world and saying, right, I'm going to dress like Johnny Depp, right? I mean, fuck me, I am not going to pull that look off, right? It just is uncomfortable and painful for everyone concerned. If I go out there and try and do... Uh, Richard Branson, right? It's just going to look like I'm trying to do Richard Branson or it's just going to look like a really weird, fucked up, fake version of myself. That's not what I'm saying here right now. We've got to find our own version of that. So if you love the innocent smoothie kind of vibe or this Oatly vibe, if you like the Richard Branson vibe or the Johnny Depp vibe, it's not saying how do I emulate, how do I copy that, how do I bring that into my life? What you're saying is, what's the part of me in me that I can connect with that I feel resonates with that vibe. Does this make sense? I'm not doing a bad impersonation like I've already done on here. I'm not trying to do a bad imitation or a second-rate imitation. I'm doing me. I'm just bringing that version of me to the forefront and I'm letting the world see it. One of the greatest ways of peacocking is being unbelievably authentic and raw and completely and utterly honest. Just being you standing there, metaphorically naked, to the world is one of the most attractive things in the world. And it really makes people stand out in a world where businesses are trying too hard, in a world where individuals are just trying too damn hard to play by the same rules, to do the right thing, to be seen a certain way. And if they're trying to be cool, they're trying so hard to be cool that it becomes automatically completely uncool. It's like your dad suddenly putting on dark glasses and a leather jacket and a white t-shirt and thinking he's Elvis or thinking he's John Travolta out of Greece, it's just not going to work. You're not going to pull it off. It's awful. It's uncomfortable. It's fake. It's inauthentic. But finding your version of cool, finding your version of standout. Now, I'm talking about people who are maybe cool and everything else. There's other people that really stand out for being themselves that really aren't cool, but are cool, but they're not cool in the way I'm saying they're cool. Gandhi really stood out that guy. Not a particularly cool bloke, but you'd argue one of the coolest guys ever. Mother Teresa, not a very cool lady, but arguably I'd say one of the coolest women of all time. So you don't have to be cool, cool. You have to stand out and be like charisma and you have to be like this fucking Hollywood superhero kind of vibe or pop star, whatever. It's just the authenticity to wear the skin that God gave you and to be you, the real version of you, the one that's unhindered by worrying about what people are going to think about you or am I talking too fast, too slow? Am I too fat? Am I too thin? Am I too old? Am I too young? What about my speech impediments? What about my scar? What about my lopsided ears? What about, what about, what about? Get all that shit out of your head and just dare to be you in the world. Speak your mind, speak your truth, be honest and be authentic. Some people will judge you harshly for that. Fuck them. The majority of people will be drawn to that level of authenticity. I remember the early days of my business, I remember so many people telling me I had to change in so many ways. I had a ponytail at the time. It wasn't a great look, I'm not gonna lie. I had a ponytail at the time. I had this weird kind of handlebar moustache goatee beard thing, but it was me at the time and that's what I was. And so many people were so critical of it, and the clothes I used to wear, and I used to drink water out of a plastic bottle when I used to speak in front of audiences and stuff, and so many people were trying to shape me, and if you really want to make it, George, you're going to have to do this and do that, and these were guys wearing the patent shoes and the jeans and the black jacket with the shirt, and, you know, the same uniform that everyone had on stage and stuff like that, and honest to God, you know, it's like, I don't want to be you. I don't want to do that. I'm not doing this deliberately, you know? This is just who I am at this time, I'm not rebelling by dressing like this. I'm not rebelling because I've got a tattoo. I didn't get an earring to rebel. Or well, maybe I did when I was about 18, 17 or whatever years old. But I don't wear an earring today because so I can be rebellious or edgy. I mean, it just is who I am. It's just what I do. It's how I dress. If you bump into me in the high street or you see me on stage, there's not a lot of difference. My members of success groups are used to seeing me in my shorts and, you know, maybe even occasionally the odd stain on my T-shirt shirt it's just, you know, I'm not doing it because I'm saying, ah, oh, this is me doing me the way that I do me. This is me just being me, being me. And then you stand out. You don't do it to stand out, because if you do something to stand out, instantly it's uncool. It's fake. It's fraudulent It's inauthentic. But by just doing you and being you, you will stand out because you're the only you. Trying to be another Johnny Depp, you're just going to look like everyone else trying to do Johnny Depp. Trying to do Brad Pitt, you're know, like everyone else trying to do Brad Pitt. Jennifer Lawrence, everyone's trying to do it to Jennifer Lawrence or Kate Blanchett. It's really simple. Who are you when no one's watching? Who are you in your mind's eye? Who are you at the root of who you are that maybe even sometimes the closest people to you don't even really know who that person is? Who are you when you're with your most trusted friends? Who are you when you're with your closest family? Who's that version of yourself? Because it is unique. You don't have to be stand out because you're loud because you're tall, because you're beautiful, because of what you wear or how you speak. You can stand out by just being you in all your rawness and all your authenticity. And of course, it does take bravery because when you stand there, and I say metaphorically naked, it is like being literally naked. It feels like all the eyes on you, and that you're being judged. And of course, you are being judged in the same way that you judge others. And you know what? Many people may not like you. Many people may not like who you are at your core. It's possible, but fuck them. By being who you truly are, by being authentic, honest with yourself, I promise you, you're going to boost your self-esteem. You're going to boost your confidence levels. You're going to feel great about who you are, and you will have your version of charisma. You will be peacocking your way. You'll stand out through just being you. And there'll be so many people that will be drawn to that and attracted to that. But you do need to put it out in the world. You can't keep hiding yourself. You can't keep hoping that people will find you. You can't put out a safe post on social media and hope that your audience is going to find it, be attracted by it, and come and want to do business with you. You're going to have to speak up. You're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to stand up, stand tall. You're going to have to. Open up your plumage for the world to see, but it will be beautiful, I promise you. In your own way, it will be absolutely beautiful and people will be drawn to it and you will stand out and when you're the one that's standing out, your potential prospect might go and check out three of the other boring looking accountants and they're going to have to check you out just to see what you're about because you're different. You can peacock in all kinds of ways, You could peacock personally in terms of, you know, how you look and how you dress for sure. Just being you, authentic, raw, is one way. But in your business, you can stand out by owning your niche. By saying, I'm not interested in all this other work. This is who I want. This is who I'm targeting. This miniature little slither of the market that's massive. If I could get just a decent chunk of it, that's who I'm about. That's peacocking the differentiators in you. It can be in the rapper, like, for example, Innocent Smoothie, and it can be in the rapper like Oatly, and it can be in the clothes like Johnny Depp. But it can also be what you say as an individual, what you say as a brand, what you stand for as an individual, what you stand for as a brand, who you work with, who you don't work with, what problems you solve, what problems you don't solve. So think about how you can stand out. Think about what your version of the standout version of you looks like. Think about your business and how does your business stand out? Are you shouting about your successes? Are you sharing your success stories? Are you too humble in the corner that nobody even knows how fucking awesome and great you really are? This isn't about being a gobshite. This isn't about going out there saying, look at me, I'm amazing, blah, blah, blah. That's not what it's about. It's your version of Of standing out, your version of speaking up and speaking out, your version of standing tall. And if you're brave enough to do so, you will differentiate yourself from the rest of the competition. And I promise you, that is no bad thing. If you're brave enough to be your peacock, I promise you, you will elevate yourself out of the gutter with all the other pigeons. Awesome stuff. Thank you for listening, my beautiful peacocks. If you want to know a little bit more about Bigger, Brighter, Bolder and what we're doing at our success groups, whether you're launching a business right now, maybe you're doing 20, 30, 40K, maybe even 50 or 60, and you want to build that business to 100K plus, or if you're already doing 100K plus revenues per year, and you want to know how can you scale that business so you can start to get the rewards and the results and start to create the business that you want, then please do go and check us out at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. If you're ready to have a conversation with us, my partner in life and business would love to hear from you you can email tracy miller that's tracy with an e dot miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. She would love to have a conversation with you and just have a really honest conversation about what it is that you're trying to achieve in your business. Whether you're launching, whether you're building, or whether you're scaling that business right now, we have groups of people going through that journey right now that would love to be part of your journey, would love to support you on you achieving the success that you want, whilst you also get all the rewards of supporting other people on their journeys of success as well. We've created an incredible community, an incredible culture that has supported our business owners through the worst possible time it has been so far to be an entrepreneur. The last 12 months, we've seen businesses be wiped out completely and then rebuild themselves to be five times bigger than they were going into that first lockdown. We've seen businesses over the last two years go from 50k turnovers to now running 500k plus turnovers. We've had businesses go from 150 to 350 in a year, from 350 to 750 in a year, 750, 1.5 1.5. million a year and from 1.5 million to multiple millions the year after that. We've got business owners have gone from 25 grand a year to 35 grand per month. If you want to know how we can support you to get those kinds of results for you and your business, please do reach out. We'd love to hear from you. I'll put the links in the descriptions of this episode. We're always running events and I'd love to see you at one of those soon. Have an awesome one. I will see you next time. And until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.